Welcome back. Get ready to turn on dark mode. We're here to talk working in IT, video games, tech, and everything outside the 9 to 5. I'm your host, Taylor Floyd Muse. And I'm Keegan Lassard, and I'm still sick. Oh, you didn't get any better? Uh, I think I'm on the bend after probably today, but yeah, I'm still sick. Still bugged. You sound yeah. better than the end of our last one, but like, yeah, you, you still sound a little bit buggy. It's weird how like just sleeping and drinking water is like sometimes the cure to things. Yeah, you don't need all that extra stuff that you get at Walgreens and, and the doctor. Yeah, so just a little disclaimer. I'm not in my normal ro- recording uh, location right now, recording on the road, you know. So <laughs> I might not sound great, but hopefully the way we edited it sounds, you know, acceptable to your to your ears. Yeah, he's literally hunched in the car right now. Man, I thought you weren't going to tell him, bro. Come on. Yeah, I'm sitting in my injured-ass car right now. <laughs> yeah, he's chilling in Sophie right now. Oh, that sounds so, so wrong, but yeah, he's in his car. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, got to do what you got to do. Got to get the content out there. But uh, I don't know if this should be like that happy new year mark because technically this is going to release before the new year, but you might listen after. So happy end of 2019, start yeah. of 2020. A little end of, end of the year like reflection episode. That's what we're going for. I mean, we just got done with the holidays in the future because we're recording before the holidays. But it's good. Uh, it's good to like take a little minute to uh, reflect, you know, before you hit that twenty twenty. Well, hold I, on. Before we reflect, I got some news, boy. All right, hit. the boy got a new job. Let's go. <laughs> congrats! Congrats. Uh, I know you've been looking and you've been wanting to get out and get to a new position. So I was super happy when you told me about that. Dude, you were you sounded more pumped than you were when you got your last job. And I don't I, know if that's just because you were trying to hold back the <laughs> the excitement yo, in front of me from yo, the last I'm a, one. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind here a little bit. Okay. But I was hiding a lot of my hype when I got <laughs> got my new job and I was transitioning out of that company. I wanted. I felt really bad because I got you hired on to that company, and like we worked together for a couple months. Three months, and, bro. That's all you gave me. <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm leaving." <laughs> but I want. I was super hyped for it, like way more than you probably knew, because I wanted to keep that. Like, you don't want to like rub it in. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> See yeah. ya. I mean, so. like looking back on it, like you could tell you were hyped because when you had to give me the news, you were kind of like, yo, I got some news, got some good news and bad news. Good news. I'm going to make a lot more money, <laughs> <laughs> but the bad news and you were still saying it with a smile on your face. You're like, I'm leaving this current company though. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, where are you going? He was like, oh, I'm going somewhere nice. And when he told me, I was like, oh man, like I'm not mad, but. I might be just a little bit disappointed. Not to like, you know, when you get your parents say that to you and you're like, oh, yeah. I messed up. It was just yeah, kind of yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm not going to work with my butt anymore. Yeah. But, dude, when you told me that you got officially that offer, I'm not going to lie. I got a little emotional about it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to lie. One single tear or something? Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I got a little choked up about it because <laughs> I knew how, like, not happy you were with your position. So, like, I was just, all I was, like, hoping for was that they come through with the offer because nothing's worse than heading into the holidays with, like, some work shit hitting your lap mm. right before the holiday. So, I I was like, man, I, I'm just only hoping that they give you the offer, everything gets settled, and then you hit Christmas. And when everything lined up, 
not trying to get cheesy here, but it was like a little Christmas miracle, you know. Dude, it a was miracle a nice on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, I got a little. That's why I was your hype band for like till now, till three <laughs> yeah, days, four days. You were like, "Yo, days. you got this," and I'm like, "Yo, I think they took the the position down from their website." And you're like, "Boy, you are in there." And yeah, I they don't like, do that oh. lightly, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really pumped, and this this new place, like, I start sometime next year coming up. So. Um, I don't know. Like they got a really nice atmosphere. I'm actually gonna work with people that are like around my age instead of you right. know people that I can't really connect with. Like you know I can be friendly and chat with them, but it's like the work environment just feels stiff. But here you know everybody's young and having fun with work, and they actually got ping pong tables that oh they got used. ping pong they got ping pong but they oh. use them like the place that I got here there's a ping pong table but it collects dust. Like I'm like you want to play? Nah, I can't. And I was like, all right, well, I, I just meant like one two-minute game. And they're like, nah, nah. <laughs> like, they only play on Fridays. I so love I'm the like, place that respects, like, little breaks and, yeah. like, playing ping pong. Respects or... just getting spanked on in the middle of work day, so. Dude, I can't wait to, like, finally play you in ping pong. Cause... What do you mean, finally? I already bust that ass, like, ten times. I know, but, you've but been, I've, you've been I've gotten better. I've gotten oh, way I know. better. I, I'm not going to lie, Keegan, I am a little bit worried because when you told me the kind of serves that you've been dishing out, I was like, yo, I'm not that good right now, but well, I, I did that fair, like, cancel game, though, so. And at my work, we play doubles a lot, so, like, it's a whole different, it's a whole different game when you play doubles because you learn, yeah. like. You got to find a partner you're good with. Well, that and setting up, like, your serves so that way you're thinking, like, two hits ahead. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, if I give him, you know, some top spin, this dude likes it when they return it with back. So he just smacks it like <laughs> thinking like that. It gets it gets really crazy, like competitive at my work, but it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pumped. I'll be playing ping pong. I'll, I'll actually have places to go for lunch instead of being out in the burbs. Like whenever <laughs> I tell the people like where I actually work, they're like, oh, yeah, I grew up there. or I know that place. It sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, thanks for the vote of confidence. But now I'll be in the in the loop, so I'll actually be able to do like anything. Like they got everything down there. So nice. You'll be downtown. That'll be nice. Way shorter commute. Just take the L instead of drive an hour and a half, you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I mean tips for people that are like, you know, going through oh, I thought that interview went really well and they're like gonna reach out again. If you look at their company's website and they take down a position like that. Or put it on hold. Or put it on hold. Look for those statusing because, like, that's a good way of knowing how well your interview went. Although, if you, if other people interviewed for the same job, that's where you kind of, like, you're not sure. But, like, let's say it's a real small one and you're, like, the first one in. I mean, that's an easy way to figure out whether or not they're serious about you or trying to get you into the position. Yeah, because, I mean, you can even ask uh, subtly, like, hey, like, is there anybody else in the running? Because they ask they asked me that yeah and, like most jobs do like hey are you looking anywhere else um and like if you figure out that like you're you might be one of the final few or like the only one like they might not show their whole hand but it'll give you a better idea so when that offer came through i was uh <laughs> i was jumping for joy so yeah how'd you prepare for that interview though uh so i like straight up at one point just asked the um the talent uh acquisition person i don't know what their title is is it recruiter well no they it said talent like acquirer or something yeah something something like that you know they spin the fancy lingo but yeah recruiter recruiter. (laughs) so uh, i just straight up asked her like hey like what's the best way to prepare for the interview and 
they'll they'll give you a couple like hints of like what you can expect like if hey this might be the technical interview so where you can like brush up on maybe some coding skills or like uh any sort of knowledge you have about like you know those things on your resume that you say that you know but like if somebody told you to do it like right now you might be like uh scratching uh, your head like i need to look at stack overflow yeah. kind of thing so just brush up on that um and then like she just told me to be prepared to like tell me about some like work stories and right. uh you know you just got to be able to lay out like your experience in in a concise manner because if you're kind of like stammering all over the place like it might not sound like you you know what you did or you keep record of what you did you know like it just goes in one ear and out the other you know what i mean yeah yeah so i don't know like you don't have to go practice a whole speech and stuff like that like you did for you know oral comm in high school and college but i don't know like when i'm talking to people that i can uh resonate with like if you get the interviewer to laugh oh yeah that's such a good one like you don't want to come in with a knock knock joke but if you can get them to laugh like about like relatable work things like you've already kind of gotten in there because they're going to be more receptive of, of like anything else you you say like they're going to want to relate to you and like oh like he relates to us they're going to remember you too yeah so that was huge for me because um because the people that i interviewed with were pretty young um like i just i kind of knew what they would be looking for in a younger uh qa engineer i just i kind of was comfortable with that uh but yeah. the funny thing is you know how we talked about like having a casual dress code yeah so <laughs> this place has one and obviously i'm not going to show up in casual attire for the interview so i'm wearing my suit and i walk in and like everybody's casual so yeah that's to be expected but like one of the guys that interviewed me was wearing like uh, a hoodie that had yeah, just like yeah. a ghost on it <laughs> and i'm sitting here in a suit and i'm just like this feels weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean you kind of gotta go overdressed i interviewed at a place and it almost was a flaw because they had such a casual place like the guy i was interviewing with was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and i was like yeah <laughs> that's I gotta don't... feel so uncomfortable it really was and it was clear that this was a tech dude and not an interviewer and it was just uncomfortable. I just remember thinking, like, yeah, this might not be a place I want to work at if they're this lax with their dress rules. Yeah. Like, I want I want lax, but I don't want to the point where people are wearing Crocs, you know, shorts, <laughs> and, like, sweaty T-shirts. Because the dude was, like, dripping. And I do the same thing. I pit out a lot, too. But, mm -hmm. like, this was, like, the type of dude that, like, when it happens, it smells. So... Ooh. It was just, I just remember that, that interview. I was just like, yeah, I'm a hard pass on this place. But not for that sole reason, though, I hope. No. <laughs> like, Yo, you stink, bro. I ain't coming here. <laughs> it was more like, I just remember that interview being uncomfortable. And they were like, it was just, they were too far behind of where I was at within QA. Like, oh, you could okay. tell they didn't want to start automation. Yeah, when a place tells you that, like, I'm like, dude, I don't want to just sit here and click boxes all day forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to, like, write some code to work through it uh, on its on its own. Yeah, just because it's more money doesn't mean you should take it. Like, yeah. you got to look for, like, the career opportunities that will excel your own personal career. Like, if you go to a place and you're, like, a team lead, great. But, like, if you aren't ready to take that position or you don't have the knowledge to lead people, 
you got to like really make sure that's the job you want and you're ready for it. And in that case, it was a job that was a going two steps backwards Mm -hmm. and going to a company that doesn't want to change their ways. And so I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. That's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I mean, from the places I looked at, um, there were there were some places that were gonna offer more or like I like I looked at places that I knew would pay well, but then when I looked at like their technology stack or just like the the work environment, like what I would be doing, I it was just like this isn't worth it. Like I wanna enjoy my job. And right. like that's a huge reason why I looked at this company was they also they had that culture that I spoke about, but then mm-hmm. like the the technology stack and the things they were actually working on, like the project is That's like cool. interesting to me yeah, and i'm yeah. like yo like i could get behind that and i'm not like in healthcare or some sort of like e-commerce website that i can't relate to like i don't know it, it just uh it fit the bill so if you could find a place where you actually like are going to enjoy going to work like you know getting a little bit less money in a field that's already pays well <laughs> like right those little sacrifices are going to be worth it yeah and it reminds me of like my dad always gave me this advice because and it's helped me a lot so my dad's like in marketing, right, and in sales and support of products. And I remember there was a time where he got offered a job that was like better pay, bigger role, and it was within a division of the company, but he turned it down ultimately. And I always remember asking him why, and he's like, their product that they were selling and supporting, he didn't believe in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the only reason why they're selling that product is to try to compete in that area. And what they're selling is literally just a rebranding and putting their brand on it. And there's no technical advantage of that price or, you know, he was going on why that product wouldn't, shouldn't be selling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I cho- chose not to take that because I can sell anything, but I have to believe in it. I have to yeah, know why funny. it's better than my comp- competition. And I always remember I'm like that. It makes so much sense. He's like, so I kind of apply it to technology where like I can get behind something, but I have to fully believe in what we're excelling towards. So if someone tells me we're not going to go towards automation, we're not going to go towards improving our repository of test scripts or blah, 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 blah. We're still using Excel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, then no, I don't believe that we're going to be doing the right thing and I don't want to work towards that. So you got to find those things with when you do start your job hunt or when you're starting to get into the tech world. Cause if you don't, you're going to find yourself in a place you don't really have passion in. You don't really believe in what you're doing. And that's when the formula starts going to, I dread going into work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I agree hundred percent. Like yeah. the company I'm looking at, it, they've actually kind of gone down a, a path um, that I didn't really even know was there. Like, it's definitely a part of something where I'm like, yo, like that's that's a really cool idea. But like, I was like, is this going to be like a startup idea? Because I didn't want that insecurity with job and like no benefits kind of thing. But like, they're right. well past that, and they're they're actually kind of making a name for themselves. So I don't really know what the competition is like because I'm not familiar with like, like I said, I didn't even know this was a thing at first. Right. But then like after doing a little bit of research, I think they might be like one of the heavy hitters in that area. So I'm like. Hey, like I'm, I'm willing to go look at some exploratory areas and have still have that job security where I'm not like working at a startup in Silicon Valley in someone's basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that's that's the when you're starting to look at Kickstarters and if you're looking at up and coming you know companies, you got to be cautious of what their business model is because 
if they fail early at the gate and they're a small company, I mean, that could end the entire company. And if they yeah. make a mistake. But some people like that, though, that little, like, it's almost like an adrenaline rush. You know, you're working on something that might be bleeding edge or somebody, or like, you know, the general public doesn't know all uh -huh. about yet. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like, you know, like a private party kind of thing, you know, like you're in, in some sort of know-how that not everybody might have. And I don't know, like, just being able to jump around, like, even if a job does fall through, it's similar to, like, being a consultant where you would be like, okay, on to the next project. But you just have to deal with the downtime in between because you're not going to just be able to immediately jump on to a new project. Like, there's no bench for you to wait on, like, yeah. a consulting firm, so. You just got to know that risk going in, and yeah. you got to do your research. But that um, life ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, not for me either. Especially when you, you know, you start... uh I mean, it's one thing if you're single and you're just looking out for number one, but when you, you know, I have a wife now and I got to think towards that and yeah, you, you, you got to go stability. for stable, you know? Yeah. And with, especially with debt, I mean, heck, that's the whole reason <laughs> I got rid of yeah. journalism. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make money to get off this debt. So, well, that's what always confused me too, is because people that might be in Silicon Valley and doing all these startups, they're living in one of the most expensive areas in the United States. So like people like in Silicon Valley, the show, they have like the incubator house and like that kind of stuff actually might happen where like an investor will, oh, you know, it does. Yeah. yeah, will have not to this extreme where like they got all the weird stuff going down that they dramatize in the show. But I don't know. California is a wild place. They get a lot uh, but, of their stories from like they go around like Google campus and they'll like ask people stories or they'll interview people and that's how they get some of their content. I mean, obviously there's some exaggerations, but I've heard that oh. they <laughs> they get a lot of like their algorithms. They got that from somebody from Stanford did that for them on that one episode. Yeah. Um, they they I heard they get a lot of that research done from like a lot of the Silicon Valley areas. But yeah, I mean, like watching that struggle of them being in the most expensive area uh, or one of them. And then like it's also highly concentrated with a bunch of other people trying to do the same thing, but are super poor. And it's like extremely high risk, but like also can pay off so well. But like I feel like the chances nowadays are so slim to just get like way ahead. And even right. still, like you're going to get your company off the ground up and down and you're going to get hit with so much and going against like these huge conglomerates. It's like. Bro, I don't, you got to be like a special minded kind of person to want to be that drive. Like, I don't think I have that, <laughs> that extreme CEO drive where I'm about to literally just start, start eating ramen noodles and then yeah. just be like, I'm going to take down Elon Musk. I'm going to build a new electric car. <laughs> <laughs> well, your business model is literally just to get bought. I mean, that's the end. Well, goal. that's another one. But in the show Silicon Valley, Richard, the main character doesn't want to get bought. Like that's his whole thing. He's really stubborn. So yeah. like somebody that basically wants to become a new company like that's so intimidating especially when you have all these companies trying to literally monopolize everything like disney literally just trying to take over that aspect like the movie uh industry and tv show all the, all, the whole digital media and then yeah. i feel like the newest one to get way up there like one of the most recent ones is now tesla like they're they've gone for the automotive industry but they're also like men or melding into the tech industry and they're Solar just like panels. yeah and they, yeah they do all this other stuff outside of it so they're they're trying to monopolize like this like smart life thing yep and it's like that that one's actually really taking off and i feel like elon would probably never sell 
like he's just like I want to do what I want <laughs> I want to dig a hole in, in, in my parking lot to the center of the earth <laughs> he also has the boring company making flamethrowers and all kinds of stuff yeah dude's crazy okay but like so we talked about Silicon Valley do you think that's like your favorite show of the year have you finished it yet uh no I haven't finished the final season I'm not even sure if it's like all on the air yet like they're all okay. released but uh I, i'm behind a little bit but definitely not my favorite show of the year because this final season so far at least didn't capture like what i liked in the early ones but it's still right. like that same awkward funny humor but like some of the humor in this season was like way too awkward like you know like there's sometimes parts in the office that like cringe are are cringe but like not even so much cringe you just like didn't laugh you, you just like all right that oh. didn't register to me like, like i it, it just wasn't missed. it genuinely wasn't funny like there was more of those moments where they tried super hard to be funny with the awkward like silences and like richard you know he's dumb and klutzy so like he tried to punch a wall and then missed the wall and like oh. i was like maybe in another mood i might have laughed but like you guys are trying too hard to make him like stupid <laughs> uh, like he's a he's like super you know brainiac but then like social skills and like being an unaggressive dude like he's nowhere close like he's missing the mark that's but, not that's not cool what would you say your 2019 show of the year is then um, what like blew you away this year i don't know because i re-watched game of thrones this year like from the start and I almost just want to say that series because re-watching it after seeing all of it made me so much happier with it. Ugh. The ending still was whatever, you know. I'm not I'm not here to debate that, okay? There's okay, problems. Okay. Everybody yeah, that, knows. Ugh. It was not perfect by any means. <laughs> but um just like because I know a lot of people would rewatch the seasons like every time a new season would come out. Uh, my girlfriend's friend would rewatch every season leading up to it. So it was like a factorial equation. Like, all right, season two is yeah. out, one and two. Three is out, one, two, three. Like that kind of thing. And I'm like, did that. I can't do that. But after seeing the complete package, after waiting, because I, I only started watching it when I think season five was going to come out. So I watched one through four and then started watching five, six, seven, and then now eight. Um, but rewatching that total package was so much fun i rewatched it with my girlfriend because she hadn't seen it and she was loving it and then like yeah she also was like yeah the end wasn't amazing but i don't know she was just like sad that it was over because it was right. such a good show um yeah i think mine would have to be like i don't know mine hunters second season was pretty good like it's hard for me to think of like what came out in 2019 that was my favorite show of the year because there's some that I like I picked up and started watching like Barry on mm -hmm. HBO um and there's still so much I need to watch still like Silicon Valley Rick and Morty season four I still am not caught up on and like yeah but, I haven't I haven't even tried to watch that yet geez I gotta get on that but the I think I've been like focusing on movies rather than TV shows and that now I need to catch up because I started watching The Expanse have you heard of that no what's that about it's an amazon show it's kind of like a space odyssey show dude i'm um, not gonna lie I, I don't know why but like i just don't want to watch anything that comes out on amazon prime like besides really? movies 
like some good it's not shit like they there. they look bad. It's just like I don't feel like opening it up to go search their their stuff. Like wow. they got they have like a ton of extra content and it's like yo, I still got a backlog on Netflix, HBO, and Hulu. <laughs> and yeah. then like Disney Plus came out and then just like lengthened everybody's backlog by like a million hours. So I mean, I still haven't even bought that. So, like, I don't know if I... I have Amazon Prime, though. So, that's the funny thing. Yeah. I just don't... I only ever go look through it if I want a movie. And, like, the... So, the experience is, like, the Space Odyssey. It's it's kind of like Firefly, which I doubt you've seen either. But... Seen but uh, Firefly got canceled after, like, one season. And, uh... Was it just they, bad? No. It was just marketed terribly. Uh-huh. Like they didn't even release the pilot first; they released the second episode first, uh-huh. and so what? people just didn't. How does that work? No, hold on! Dude. Don't don't brush over that. How do you do that? I don't know because I wasn't I wasn't following it when it was airing. My dad just showed it to me when it was fully complete, like the full season. Mm-hmm. And then they released a movie called Serenity, which was like the sequel to like the end of the season one to try to wrap it up, mm-hmm. and. I loved all of that. The Expanse is kind of similar. There's just a space odyssey. Um, I'm not going to dive into the story, but I really am enjoying it so far. I'm on still in season one, but the new season came out this year. And then uh, I guess Mandalorian is also one that comes to mind, but I'm uh, it's as they're releasing these episodes, I'm beginning to not like it as much mm-hmm. just because it's dragging and they're not really moving it very much if that makes sense yeah, like there's I, two I, mean, ep- I got a prime counter example or a counter example but example to that after you're done but they, they, they have two episodes left and it, it feels like they're not wrapping or moving any story plot so I'm like you got two episodes left and each episode's like 30 to 40 minutes I doubt you guys really move me that much it's still enjoyable to watch it's just mm-hmm. not what I expected and I guess that's for me to deal with because I just need to lower my expectations I guess but um I guess those are like the first that come to mind for like this whole year, but it's crazy because I kind of forgot Game of Thrones even wrapped up this year. Maybe yeah. I'm just trying to push that into like a corner of my memory. That <laughs> just, just dark don't... recesses of your head. You don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, like the only reason I say it is just because I rewatched the whole thing. Right. But like the actual content that came out this year is not the best content. It's it's more of I think I was just disappointed because I would have been able to come to terms with what they decided Mm -hmm. if they would have just fletched it out like they would normally would where it takes a couple episodes for these characters to make these decisions and come to terms with them but instead these showrunners are like all right guys we got to focus on star wars so we need to wrap this up in six (laughs) whereas you know the the creator of game of thrones is like you need three seasons to get through this content they're like nah pretty sure we can do in six and then they fail epically, and then they get fired from the next Star Wars trilogy. So, bless up. Tough look. Tough look. <laughs> but, yeah, another example of a show that was, like, you liked the first season, but then the second season didn't go anywhere. And you actually showed me this whole show this year, early in 2019. The OA. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, you showed me the first season of The OA, and after the first episode, dude, I was, like, that was one of the most well put together first episodes yep. I've seen 
like, and I just binged the shit out of the rest of the show. You were like, so you want to watch it? I'm like, I'm on episode five. And you're like, uh, what? How did you do that so fast? And I'm like, it's addictive. I was, like, that so, show was, I was so happy. I was so happy that you enjoyed it. And then I was so disappointed with what they did within the second Dude, the season. The second season came out and it was a dumpster fire. Like, so talk about having, I don't even remember how many episodes, maybe, like, let's just say it was eight, for argument's sake. Eight episodes of just filler, from the start to the finish. They had, like, one arc in there that was going somewhere, and then just nothing came of it. Yeah. And then it got canceled. Like, they were they were saying things like, I don't even think that the, the writers knew where it was going. They were literally just kind of figuring it out as it went. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. You could watch the first season of that show and it's complete. Don't watch the second season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like you can, you can be done. Just to say it like, oh, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I guess TV is too difficult to like say what my favorite is because there's so much I kind of forget about because it's so much content now. Like I bet, I bet in the ba- the past when it was just cable, people had it so easy to reminisce on the year because like maybe two or three shows actually came out with a new season per year. <laughs> like True. it's like oh well, West Wing dominated this year. But the problem is now, people watch shows like casually and well, no, no, not that. Like they they catch up. So like I might not have started like so many people started and finished Game of Thrones this year. You know yeah. what I mean? So like the OA came out last year. So like that's not even started in 2019. So like I it's almost difficult to be like let's judge the best TV show based on the year because its current season might not have been the best, but like it's probably the best show. You know what I mean? Like, right, I see what you're saying. I, I don't even know, dude. There's probably so many other things we watched this year that came out, like, uh, in the past few years or something. Like, we watched that one show, Maniac. Wasn't it called oh, Maniac? Oh, yeah. With uh, Jonah show. Hill and Emma Stone. And that show took us for a ride. Like, it was fun. But I remember being at the end. I was like, huh? the fuck? That was it? And yeah. then and you were like, what do you mean? Like, they did all this stuff. And I'm like, huh, yeah. I get Yeah, okay. <laughs> It, it I, just was a weird ending, but that show I was need crazy. To watch, I need to watch Watchmen that came on HBO and uh, His Dark Materials, which is also on HBO. Like, I need to catch up on all my HBO shows. I don't know how I've managed to just let that go to a backlog, but... Because you've essentially done what I've done with Amazon. Like, not to the point where you don't want to go search it, but you, you're just focused on your other eight streaming services. Yeah. And then right. one of them has to kick the bucket. Like, they just have to wait, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, also, I've been waiting for Mandalorian episodes. We've been watching The Crown slowly. And uh, we also rewatch Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. We do that every year. Yeah. And it's well, just Well, hold like, on, though. Speaking of The Mandalorian... When you said that, I almost got confused because nobody that I speak to actually calls it that. They call it the Baby Yoda show. That Are little you dude, me? that little dude has taken over people's lives. Like they're just like, or well, at least like one of my friends. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm watching Baby Yoda with a friend today, and, and I'm like, you mean the Mandalorian? He's like, nah, it's Baby Yoda. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. And then you go to the uh, the internet and people are just raving about him. It's like, yeah, he's cute. But like, I don't know. They're freaking out. Like somebody showed me you can make Baby Yoda emoticon on your phone by doing a less than sign, two bullet points, and then a greater than sign. Oh, now <laughs> I can't not use that. Um. <laughs> See what I mean? But like, yeah, that's the Baby Yoda show. Not Baby and I'm not trying to do any spoilers but it's pissing me off because they aren't doing anything with it 
it has been it's just kind of stalling i think the seventh episode comes out tonight and i'm like it's been six episodes of just like he's there we don't know what they're planning to do with him and then all you do is you worry about this little green dude that's cute as fuck and you're just like (laughs) and you're just like you're worrying about him as all this crazy shit's happening around him and you're like dude like can we just get to his arc or like figure out where he's gonna go drop him off and let the mandalorian be a badass somewhere else or like because if they're gonna truly do like bounty by bounty missions each episode which i'm totally cool with drop the baby off to a babysitter or something so i can focus on just him being a badass (laughs) so is he just like with him the whole show so far so far yeah okay so my other question is you sent me a meme that was actually like the the new movie a marriage story with uh scarlett (laughs) johansson and adam driver which that is a weird couple to think about like yeah no wonder that marriage is failing (laughs) i'm just kidding but um (laughs) they i'm just joking dude because i would never have like pictured them be like played on uh, on screen together apparently it's really good i haven't watched it that meme was them arguing about baby yoda and his relevancy and they're like it's not actually yoda it takes place after the return of the jedi so like it's just like another one of his species but like time no one knows what the species is though Okay, but, like, it's not the Yoda. No. Not that okay. we know of. I, I just... Okay. Here, Here's the thing. Anything spoken after this is just, like, I, even I, a huge Star Wars nerd, don't know. And they haven't revealed it yet. I haven't even seen Episode 7 yet. But to explain yeah. Yoda, George Lucas has never confirmed what his race is or what their backstory is. So... That's why people are calling it Baby Yoda, because we don't have anything else to fucking call it. Because the only oh, other reference you. they even get is that someone calls Yoda like a Womp Rat or something, or the Green Womp Rat, and they made a reference mm-hmm. in that Mandalorian, and it's like, clearly he's not a Womp Rat, but <laughs> like we don't know if they're... The only other uh, Yoda race guy was on the Jedi Council in Episode 2, you saw it briefly and even then they don't really say much about it and so we don't really know much about their race besides that they age for forever i mean yoda was like 900 years old or something like that dang i can't remember he says it yeah he's old (laughs) he says it in uh return of the jedi i can't remember he like makes a comment he's like hey for being whatever however old yeah but uh so, I mean, and clearly there's the Force lives within this race. So whatever we discover about it, um, we find out that Baby Yoda in Mandalorian is 50 years old. So he's still like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> How many um, episodes are supposed to be in the season? Eight. So oh, seven, so seven tonight. And they wanted to release it uh, before the movie comes out. So obviously I think there might be some sort of tie-in. Because Mandalorian's taking place right before Force Awakens, apparently. Oh, if you're looking okay. at the timeline. Oh, I get you. So hope, hopefully there's some sort of backstory or some sort of arc. Because I'm getting more and more pissed off each episode. Like the last episode had really cool guest stars and like i wanted to like it but i remember storm and i were just like that was boring like mm-hmm. I, I get that they're trying to appeal to like kids as well but like sheesh like can't disney just give us 
a bounty hunter show that's badass. I mean, I don't. It's might be too much to ask for, dude. I don't know. I guess so. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> well, we've already kind of gone over game of the year and our movies of the year in past episodes. So, like, do we want to move to tech of the year? Tech of the year, okay. Like, do you got any favorite pieces of tech that were released? Like, you don't even have to own it yet, but like something you were excited to get. Because <laughs> I know one thing that you still haven't gotten, what you want. Oh, are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, what you talking about? What you mean you don't know? I'm talking about the Pixel 4. Oh, yeah. I really want the Pixel 4. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I found out that, like, there's, like, one payment left on my Pixel 2 and yeah. all this so crap. It's just, you know, it's inevitable. It's and then Missouri happen. decided to slap me with a random tax bill in November. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, thanks, IRS. I still um, haven't. I still haven't even heard back from them. I like sent them a letter of dispute, and they're just like, "Yeah, we got your money, so we'll just like wait to tell you what's going on." Well, is there any other piece of tech besides the Pixel Four that you were like, "This is uh, this is dope." This is this. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that got either announced like big stuff or like you know little things I that mean, were like unannounced. I mean, if I had to guess, it was like the only time I was thinking about getting a laptop again was I saw the Pixel Book mm-hmm. that got announced or released this year and I was tempted until I saw the price tag and I was like not worth it. Oh yeah. Uh, I wouldn't spend that much for something that doesn't even, you know, do everything another computer would. Yeah. I guess probably like the only thing I've been tempted to get this year was VR equipment. That mm-hmm. and probably like a legitimate camera. Like I was I did like a deep dive on like uh mirrorless system cameras and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. ultimately i just i like browse and like all this stuff is super expensive and i'm like yeah no <laughs> and i just don't <laughs> buy it um but i don't know if i have a specific tech in mind i'm like kind of disappointed in myself right now if i had to say the best announcement was the new xbox because i wasn't really ready for that announcement nobody it, was dude that was a good surprise I, I would have to agree that the xbox was probably the best like <laughs> surprise announcement like i was thrown yeah, Stormy and I really want to get like smart, like house stuff, like light bulbs. Dude, it's a game changer. I got the light bulbs and they're so dope. But here's the problem though, is I feel like they haven't, at least I haven't seen a bundle deal where I get enough for what I'm paying. Yeah. Because I, I feel like the individual aspect of getting like bulbs and stuff for your it's house, so expensive. It gets, it tallies up. And I don't want to get uh, like a ring or anything like that for the house until we actually own a house, because it doesn't make sense to install that kind of equipment yeah. and like get a nest. Even though I think that tech is really cool, and I'm Dude, glad we're I want to get a that. nest. And uh, yeah, it's it's tough in rentals though. Like, well, no, they they'll let you install it, like, or as long as you don't like they they're pretty non intrusive with installation. So either way. I, I know some places actually come with them. So, like, you could find a place that would have it or a place that is okay with you installing it because you really just had to, like, hook it up to... Right. Like, I, I think it, it works off a of wireless because... Uh, or or if there's a wire on the back of the thermostat, you can... I don't know. I don't have one yet. I want one. <laughs> it, it, and is that just us growing up that we, like, are like, oh, man, that would make my life so much easier? And it's like... Well, when did yeah. we go away from like get wanting Bluetooth headphones and like video game consoles? But think tech about this and- though. Now that we have jobs and we we kind of just like as we have, you know, some extra spending money, we start buying the nice things. Like you kind of reach a point where you're like, "Hey, I've gotten these set of items. Like we don't need any Bluetooth headphones anymore. Like 
what other things could I get that would be cool? And then yeah. like we look at other aspects of tech that we wouldn't have looked at as children. Like I'm not gonna be, you know, let's let's say I'm still in high school and I'm like 16 and I'm, I'm not gonna look at the nest and be like, yo. <laughs> but like as soon as I'm living on my own, I'm gonna be like, yo, like that's kind of dope. I wanna wake up and have like, you know, it turned up a little bit cause I like sleeping cold, but then I don't wanna get out of the bed. Yeah. So then maybe I can set it to get hotter, you know, right before I wake up. It just goes to show that like, it's that realization that when I've gone to Lowe's more times than I've gone to GameStop or Best Buy, <laughs> and I'm just like, what am I becoming? And I'm just like having like a deep reflection of like, oh, all right, this is part of it. So, yeah. and like, I'm like, oh, instead of upgrading my PC, I almost want a bookshelf more than that. And I want to, you know, get a new desk. No, I don't want a new desk, but this prior this year, I wanted a new desk and got one and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, like, there's just more variables as you grow up. So you got and you just range. spend your money on things you just wouldn't think you would want to spend money on. It's and odd. You get excited about it. <laughs> you get excited about going to Home Goods and TJ Maxx because yeah. you're gonna get some new clothes. You're gonna get some new baskets or, you know, whatever. But and I'm I'm obsessed with candles now too. Like candles always are be- nice to have, but like I wouldn't ever want to go buy one. But if like I was gifted one that actually smells nice, or like you my girlfriend mint, will have bro. some, you clip like this they're... mint. What you clip this mint? Oh yeah, the best scent in the game. All right, hands well, down. I might I might have to give her a sniff when I come over yeah. <laughs> and be like, all right, yeah, that's the stuff. Let me get get, one. get yourself a salt lamp too. And some eucalyptus mint, and you got yourself a little spot dude, treatment. The day. salt lamp, I got one. I have a. I like I have it, like dude. Like a nightlight. Like again, it's another thing I would have never bought on my own, but it was a gift, and I was like, hey, like it's a nice little. Stormy little got me one. Accessory. Stormy got me one because she so she thought they were kind of ugly. Which I mean, to be fair, they are kind it's of. It's a ugly. rock. That it's a rock. Up. <laughs> but I, I, she always thought it was funny how I went kind of down like a a rabbit hole of like wanting these salt lamps mostly because i heard about it on joe rogan's podcast i was like oh gotta get it and i like it i mean it's probably bs behind it but i like it it's a nice little addition yeah i wonder so who the salt lamp is probably your favorite piece of tech this year <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right who was who was like looking at these like himalayan salts and just like you know what we could put a light bulb in there and tell people it brings like meditative thoughts and zen energy to your office and sell them yeah, I mean, it's probably the same concept as those, like, loci bracelets or whatever they're called. That They're like, oh, it has the, the salt. Oh, the magnets? Well, no, that's the power band. Like, <laughs> that was funny. But then, like, it has, like, some soil from, like, the lowest point in the world. And oh. then, like, some, some rock from the highest. And it's, like, supposed to bring harmony to you. And it's, like, that's just a load of shit. But it Do you looks think cool. people are going to look back on these salt lamps and it's going to be, like, the new lava lamp? Uh, I mean... It might be like a fad or a trend, you know, but I don't I don't think that this is anywhere near as much of a fad as like lava lamps were. Like sometimes when people see those, like they think of like the seventies or something, you know, they're like, Oh, like that's the time. But like when somebody looks at a salt lamp, I don't know if they're gonna be like, Yo, that was the twenty tens. Like I don't I don't know. Cause like I always wonder about that on stuff that's like popular now. Is like, is this just gonna be like in like 10 to 15 years just gonna be looked at as like like skinny jeans it's just gonna be like what the hell were they thinking like i don't know i mean like we're about to go through like we're essentially about to like rewrite like we're going through the 20s now 
were about to. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah. like, when you think about the Roaring Twenties, that's the 1920s. Now we're, we're going to have to come up with a new nickname for this. Like, this might be, like the techie twenties or like double twenties. I don't know. Like think about think about how stupid it was to say that the twenties were roaring. What is it, a tiger or a lion? Like the roaring stuff 20s. like that. So I'm saying like we're about to go through things and then like we're gonna just personify every decade with another fad. Yeah. And it's gonna be very funny for us to now look back at like, oh yeah, I remember the twenty tens. That's when smartphones were huge. We oh, it's in my it, hand. <laughs> we should just call it the boomer twenties. When we just had a massive awareness of okay, the okay boomer, boomer twenties. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, so my favorite piece of tech. I don't know. This is gonna be a difficult one. I will say though that in like we a few episodes ago, several episodes ago actually, I said I wanted to try out the AirPod Pros. Yeah. I got a chance to from a friend, and I mean, I they they actually were everything I was expecting. Like the reviews were pretty accurate. So, the the um one of my biggest concerns was like oh what happens when you have the noise canceling on and you can't hear anything like there's a pass-through option but it's automatic so like i put the headphone in my ear and it's it's like a normal earbud now like with the the rubber so immediately i heard the noise isolation like so stuff was quieter but then right afterwards it immediately kicks in with the pass-through and i hear like nothing changed and I was like, what? That's kind of cool. So you just press and hold the button real quick and you can hear yeah, everything. So cool. I know like other tech has already kind of done that. Like I know the Galaxy Buds do that. My brother, um, he has them. He actually, they're waterproof. So this dude would shower with them. So if you're like, yo, get out of the shower. You're knocking on the door. He can't hear you. So you bust in. And then he, he's like holding his ear. What? <laughs> so, no. um, but yeah, I don't know. I really want to get some. They, they seem pretty cool, but I'm waiting because uh, they're they're like all out of stock right now. It was probably one of the biggest Christmas presents to get this year. Oh, I bet. But, uh, another funny thing is, I, I'll have to say this might be a regret. Um, another Apple product I bought was the new MacBook, the Pro. Oh, that's and right. You did buy that this year. I was super pumped. Or actually, no, 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 no. I bought it at the tail end of 2018. But since we didn't have the podcast, I'll include it in this year. I had it for the majority like more of this year than last. It's not like a fan's going to go deep dive research. Oh, they might. They lied. <laughs> they lied. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that thing, I actually kind of regret buying it because first of all, I really like the way it feels, but it doesn't work half the time. Like I thought like everybody, um, they're like, oh yeah, the 2015 MacBook was like probably the last good MacBook. So when I heard about how good that was, I'm like, okay, this new one should be good. But then I had all those keyboard issues with the yeah. dust getting under and they fixed it, but it still has it. And they made a new generation keyboard that they said that anybody can get if they have issues with the third gen, which is what I have, but it hasn't happened again yet. But then my Bluetooth gave out and like, what? How, how does my Bluetooth of all things just, just kick the bucket and it's under a year old? And I remember you telling me your 2012 MacBook, you had that for like six years and then it kicked the bucket. Like now after under a year, I'm having issues. I'm, I don't know how the lifespan of this is going to be. So I kind of regret buying it. Um, and I actually booted my MacBook up not too long ago mm-hmm. and it booted up finally. Like remember how I was going through that problem? Yeah, it was like eating itself. But like the <laughs> the hard drive is completely wiped. So I mean, if I literally just got a new hard drive, new hard drive. on it, I'm sure it would work. Yeah, and it'll probably be more of a tank than mine is, but it's a brick know. for sure. But it, I love that <laughs> computer, and, and I used to have this inside joke with Taylor where 
one of these days, because in the library, he'd always say something like, you ugly or something to me. And I'd always pretend like I'm going to smash my MacBook. <laughs> and I, I remember I told you, like, when I graduate, there's just going to be one day where you call me ugly in the library and I'm just going to full throttle this MacBook. I really I wish I would have done that. so bad, but you never got something to replace it. Because I think that was the thing. You were like, I'm going to get a new one. And well, then you're not going to know. And then I'm going to break it. But then you never did. Yeah, because I was just like, ah, whatever. But I just, I didn't in, know it was going to completely trash. In our imaginations, it. it made us laugh really hard. So it's yeah. almost as good as the same, or the real thing. Yeah, maybe one of these days I'll just show up at your house and you won't know I have it with me and I'm just going to smash it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, I think that my favorite piece of tech that I actually bought this year uh, in 2019, which looking back on it, it, I might have waited if I knew the PS5 was going to come out so soon. I bought right. the PS4 Pro, yeah. but the main reason I bought it was because Best Buy was doing a unbelievable trade-in value on the original PS4. Like, my PS4 was, I don't know, like four, five years old, and only the 500 gigabyte version, and it was, like, kind of beat up. I gave them, a, like, a busted controller. It was one of those controllers <laughs> that I told you my friends borrowed FIFA with, and they gummed it all up. Like, I didn't want to use it anymore, so I gave them that one. It had, like, a ripped controller nice. uh, analog stick. They didn't care the, the uh, integrity of it. They just wanted it. They were given, like, 120 bucks for it, and That's I spent stupid. only, like, three on it. And I'm like, That's crazy. So then I, I um, used that towards a PS4 Pro because I also recently bought a P, uh, 4K TV last year. And I don't know, like, I like it a lot because a lot of the games that were, like, doing, uh, like, lower frame rates, uh, they have other settings that I wasn't able to tap into on the PS4. And it gave me a glimpse into, like, oh, this next generation is going to be nice because they're going to have, you know, settings and changes that are similar to how a PC would be, not on the same level. But, like, I can choose to go for performance over visual uh, or yeah. vice versa. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably my favorite piece of tech this year. All right, man. Well, as much as I want to keep talking about tech in this year, I got to catch my flight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you got to go, son. <laughs> All right, go, 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 go. Yo, so it's been real. I can't believe we started this podcast this year. Like, 2019 will always be the year that we started this podcast. And to all our viewers, I'm grateful you guys are listening. Um, I hope nothing but great things for 2020 for this podcast and hopefully oh, our community. We got some plans. Boy. We got some plans for you guys and I hope you guys keep listening and I hope I'm not late for this flight. <laughs> yeah. You got anything to say for 2019? <laughs> do, it, do it for the pod. <laughs> yeah. All right. So hit us up on Twitter, Instagram at darkmodepodcast or email us at darkmodepodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll be in touch in 2020. It's going to be a great year. Man, man, 2020. Let's hit it. <laughs> All right. Catch you in the next one. All right. Till next year.